It's a tragic thing that happens in all of us. This is also the key behind the statement that we use a lot, I will do more of something when I have more of something else, right? I will, for instance, I will give more time to whatever, uh, boys and girls club, or I will give more time to the local church, or I will give more time to my neighbors if I had more time, right? I will write checks to, to the missions. I will write check to the, to the church. I will write checks to the campus. I will write checks to whoever. I will give more of my resource if I had more resource. But whenever our own needs are not met, it's hard to even consider the needs of other people. It's difficult to even think about it because we're so just bleeding still. I mean, I would pray for that, but, but I need so much. It's really tough. You know, I have set aside times for you as a church that I pray for you, most of you by name, pray for you, and it, I will say this, it is the hardest prayer to do consistently, and it is the first type of prayer I have that's tested. It's tested. Not because I don't have time, but because I'm totally tempted to just drop back to me, drop back to my backyard, drop back to my unmet needs. Makes, makes it difficult, Right? I think we also see here that good intercession lands not just on those that we love, but on our enemies. Did y'all catch that? The problem is, is our enemies are our enemies, right? That's why you've struggled to pray for ISIS. A lot of, a lot of people on their knees for ISIS these days, or the meth labs all over the place, not really praying for that. I remember when Xavier Dobson was shot, I think just over a year ago now, still pretty recent history. Lots of churches, a lot of city leaders stepping up and praying and giving a lot of money. We were one of those churches, gave a lot of money. We prayed. We rallied a little bit. I don't remember a lot of prayer for the gang members that shot Xavier. Do you? Not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying it didn't happen enough for me to even remember it, right? Our enemies are our enemies. That's where they're supposed to be. So we don't pray for them. We don't pray for them. So the big why today, why can our hearts beat so slowly for our city, caring so little and being so judgmental? Does that sound harsh? I know some of you are thinking, but Luke, that's not me. I love this city, and I'm pretty careful with my investigation, and I do lift others up often. But when's the last time you wore your voice out praying for the sodomite section of Knoxville? When's the last time you've done that? All the child molesters, all the human traffickers. No? That's why this passage is for you. That's why this passage is for me. We just don't think that sodomites are worth it. They're too busy doing evil things. We think that the sodomites of Knoxville, they get what they deserve, and we think that we are better than Sodom. But the gospel is not good news that rescues all of us out of Mayberry. It rescues us out of Sodom, where we were very happy to be. And he rips us out of that place and sets us at his own family table. I think we see really quickly that we need an intercessor that is more passionate than Abraham is here. And we have one. The whole reason this passage is even in your Bible is to point to Jesus. That's why it's here, right? Our intercessor doesn't stop where Abraham does. And Abraham doesn't stop. He just keeps going and going. What about five less? What about five less? What about five less? Jesus says even if there's just one one, I will swap my life with them. We don't see Abraham doing anything like that. Not even close. Jesus says, I will. I will trade, and I will make friends. And God himself steps down into our world. He intercedes for his chosen friends upon his own life. 
Roland Bainton, who's a historian, he says it this way, the judge upon the rainbow has become the derelict upon the cross. And that is for you and that is for me. That is for you and that is for me. Happy to be in Sodom until he rescues us. 2 Corinthians 5 says this. I'm going to throw it in our local terms today. For you and me, the one unbroken broke himself so that we could be whole. The one who was unbent, he allowed himself to be bent on the cross so you and I could be straight. He did this for you and for me. That is intercession on a deeper level than throwing a prayer up. He interceded with his life. And that's why this is in the Bible. To show us Jesus and to show us Jesus much more clearly. Not to say, look what Abraham did, therefore look what I must do. But look what God has done for you and me. And look what I get to do. This is about what God has done and marveling at what God has done. You know, the truth is, is I want to be like Abraham here. I want to love the city more. And I want to persist for this city on its behalf. I say I love Knoxville, and maybe you do too. Here is a good key if you can see the needle moving in your life of whether you love this city or not, right? You know that you see your heart changing towards the smoking sections of this city whenever you see something horrible happen, like a guy hitting his wife or a wife hitting his, her, her, her husband or, her, or whoever. Another kid shot. We just had one shot, what, three days ago? Another kid left in a car, teenager shot, happened again. More gang activity, human trafficking. Someone wrongs you, someone steals from you, someone slanders you, and they're still walking around the city. What does that do to your heart? It will do one of two things. One, it will say, I'm totally incapable of that. They need to pay for that and be crushed into condemnation for that. Justice needs to land on them. Justice has to level the playing field. But if the gospel grips you, on how God interceded for us in the person of Jesus, it totally flips the script. And we say, I am capable of that. Jesus paid for that himself when he was crushed. And justice landed on his shoulders. So the, loving, the, the playing field doesn't need to be leveled so much as we need to pray for grace to change their heart. You see, the gospel is only good news for the sick. It's only good news for those who are in Sodom and can't get out and know how broken they are and can see the blood on their own hands. For everyone else, it's just news. But for the broken, it's really good news. So what I'd like to do, and this is gonna be a little different, and if you're a guest, this might make you feel a bit uncomfortable. We don't do it often. We do it just enough to shake it up, I think. Probably not enough. But what I'd love to do is pray as a church for some different, I guess we could call them, sodomite sections of our population. Maybe if we could break up into small groups of two or three. I promise I won't make it go long. Again, I know that this can be uncomfortable, especially if you're new here. But I think it'd be healthy. I don't know if we even have these to put up on the screen. Do we have these to put up on the screen, the four labels? Okay. What I'd love to do is pray for four key areas. But if you can't remember them or another one pops up, feel free to pray for that. I'd love to pray for gang violence. Not just with the victims and the victims' families, which we do need to pray for, but also for those who are aggressors. We need to pray for sexual violence in this city, which is increasing. I mean, just later on, come up and ask me about the statistics just for the college campus alone, just for women. It'll blow your mind. Blow your mind. I'd like to pray about addictions and those who are heavily addicted. I think that'd be helpful. 
The fourth one is I'd love to pray for the sleeping church, the dying church. There are churches filled with people that have just, they're not horrible people, they've just, they've, they've lost their way. They've drifted. They're just meeting today just to get the band together, just to do the same old, same old all the time, not even really thinking about the city, possibly just renting it. Pray that we don't become that, right? So can we do that? And when we pray, pray for opportunity, pray for trust, as we reach out to people like that, pray for perspective so you understand it more. Pray for your investigation and your caring judgment as you look at them to be careful. Pray for boldness to say what needs to be said. Pray for compassion as you say it a certain way. Right? Pray for change. So let's go ahead and do that. If we could just take just a second and everyone go ahead and stand up with me. And then find maybe two or three people around you. I promise we won't go long, but I would love for you to find and pray for it. We have gang violence, sexual violence, a very sleepy church, a very sleepy church, and then addictions of various sorts. Okay? So go ahead and pray, and I will be right back.
All right. Father, we thank you for this city that you've put us in, for Knoxville. We thank you for the more than one million people that are in this metro area. And you have called us here. You have made us responsible for this place, not to just talk about what God has done, not to just show what God has done through our actions, but to even pray, to pray for them. Pray for them when they don't deserve it. Pray that your spirit would come and sweep across and awaken a city, awaken a sleepy church, a dying church, a plateauing church, a declining church. Pray that your spirit would take the hearts of those who pull triggers and shoot up and cause them to find satisfaction in you only. To show them not only what they have done, but to show them what you have done. And to radically reshape our community with your good news. And we thank you for your good news. Lord, help me. Help me as I'm a poor investigator, quick to judge, slow to ask. Where we could be not very compassionate. Lord, forgive us where our idea of justice is so puny compared to yours, yet we stomp our feet and throw a temper tantrum whenever we see things not happen the way we want them to happen. Lord, forgive us for not being very persistent as we intercede. Lord, forgive us for only praying for the, the people easy to pray for, to get cheap wins, easy wins. Father, when it comes to those who are hooked, when it comes to those who are broken, families that are ripped apart, and even the seemingly impossible situations that we don't lift those up at all. Lord, I thank you for showing us this passage, showing us what intercession looks like, showing us what a good judge looks like, but I thank you even more for showing us Jesus through this passage. You are good. And you didn't wipe out the righteous. You wiped out Jesus to give us righteousness. Here we are, the wicked, and we should have been wiped out. But you have called us righteous because wickedness was put on the shoulders of our righteous king. What a beautiful and divine swap that was. You are so good and so benevolent to have done that for us. And so as we worship you and as we take communion during this time of worship, we do it in remembrance of what you've done for us. As we sing, we sing with voices that are submitted to you. Lord, as we bow, as we clap, as we cry, as we hug, as we laugh, as we do the various things we do before we even get in our cars, Lord, let it all be, all be a form of worship to you. We love you so much. You are so good to us, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Freely 
entices us to stay away. We're divided. We are crying.
still my soul, the Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief and pain. Leave to thy God to order and provide. In every change he faithful will Still my soul, thy best, thy heavenly friend Through thorny ways leads to a joyful end Be still my soul, thy God doth undertake To guide the future as he has the past Thy hope, thy confidence, let nothing shake. All now mysterious shall be bright at last. Be still, my soul, the waves and winds still know. His voice who ruled them while he dwelt Be still, my soul, when dearest friends depart, and all is darkened in the veil of tears. Then shalt thou better know his love, his heart, who comes to soothe thy sorrow and thy fears. Be still, my soul, thy Jesus can Both now and 
this passage and talking about Jesus, the intercessor, um, I wanted to read from Isaiah 53, um, which prophesies the sufferings of Christ. Um, and I'm dropping my paper, I'll grab that later. This prophesies about his suffering on our behalf, um, starting in verse 3. It says, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. As one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has lain on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off from the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. And they made his grave with wicked men, with, with the wicked, and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring, and he shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Um, this is the Savior that we uh, rejoice in. Um, this song is called All I Have is Christ. Um, it's about him being our truest, um, our truest joy.
Thank you for this church and for your word for us. Thank you for interceding on our behalf, for your persistence and your intercession, for your grace to draw us into your fold. God, I pray that we would know you truly, the only true God. Teach our hearts and minister to us. And thank you for the ways that you've done that today. It's in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, so glad you guys could be with us this morning. Um, looking out, just seeing all the kiddos in here. I'm just, it's just awesome. I love a church with a bunch of kids. So it's great to see you guys this morning. Hey, if it's your first uh, time with us, if you wouldn't mind around you, there's a there's a guest connect card. If you wouldn't mind filling that out, drop it in the metal box on the vintage doors in the foyer on your way out. Would be helpful to us just to get to know you. That's your way of introducing um, yourself to us so that we can contact you, maybe connect with you, uh, find out how we can serve you better as a church. Um, I have one quick announcement. We've got a biblical theology class starting that I'm teaching on August the 6th. Um, it'll go four weeks, beginning at 8.30 a.m. And so I'd love to have you join me for that. Um, if you wouldn't mind, if you're interested in going or attending that, please go online and to our registration page and just uh, fill that out. Let us know that you, um, you want to join that class. We've got to order some material for that, so the quicker you can jump on there and do that, the better for us. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, that'd be great. It is an introduction to biblical theology, so if I'm saying biblical theology and you have no idea what I'm talking about, then you for sure are welcome to come take the class um, with us and join us in that. So um, just be, uh, God, just uh, consider that. Go online. There's also, there's also some other dates coming up. We're not quite announcing, but you can see uh, the calendar there and save the date in your own personal calendar for those to register for. Amen? Are you, everybody's sleeping today? Yeah, I know you aren't getting off that easy, amen? All right, hey, I'm gonna pray, send us out today and this week. Um, one question I wanna leave you with before you leave, as Luke was preaching, um, my DNA group this week, we're gonna be discussing um, what would we do if we weren't afraid? So I ask you today before you leave, and, and, and we'll pray this in a second, but when, you, when you're out in the city this week in your daily rhythms, ask yourself repeatedly, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Would you talk to that person if you weren't afraid? Would you engage um, that situation if you weren't afraid? Begin to look at that. That's a question that I ponder and ask myself often, um, and it's gotten me through some tough times, and it's also pushed my, pushed my limits and belief and faith and trust in God. So 
as we pray, let's just pray with that mentality. What would we do if we weren't afraid today um, and go out and uh, represent a kingdom of God, okay? God, thank you for today. God, thank you for, God, just the faith that you give us, God, that we, we receive, God, from you. And so I ask, God, today as a people um, gathered here in this place that worship you freely, God, that, that have the ability to proclaim your name in the land, God, that we are not afraid of or ashamed of the gospel. God, I pray that as we reach a broken and dying city, as we should be reaching a broken, dying, decaying city, God, that we remember that we are broken. God, that we came from a decaying place, that we were at a dying posture and enemies of you. And so, God, I ask that we would be repentant of that. God, that we confess as a people that we forget that sometimes, that we forget that we're just as broken as the next person. We're just as lost and broken, and we are your sheep. God, and that we would introduce your son, Jesus, to those that are around us, near and far. God, I ask that we don't overlook our daily rhythms, God, or forget the things that we come in contact with in our everyday stuff of life, workplaces, homes, neighborhoods, shopping malls, um, Kroger, God, Starbucks, whatever places we land during the day, God, that we would not forget those that are around us that are hurting. God, that sins that are that are done in secret, God, that you would, you would reveal people to us, you would put people in our place, God, that you would send us the ones that no one else wants, God, that we would wake up, God, that we would be awake, and that we would see um, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. God, we love you and we thank you. And so we just ask this in your name today, amen.
something more, something more, something more. What you said, I can't hear cause you ain't talking about Times on the radio. Hurry, hurry. 